Hi, Chris Valentin here. Welcome to my podcast, where I hope to inspire you to transform the world within you and transform the world around you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hi, everyone. It's Allie Valentin here, and I'm here to let you know that the conversation you're about to listen to came from a live Q&A session on Chris's social media accounts. I hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Hi, everybody. We're live. We're live. Welcome to this week's live Q&A. We need some like... I don't know, theme song or something. We, do, we should have a theme song, you know? What do you I think? I know. How would it go? Tell uh, us. Get, sing us like... a little jingle, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to answer all oh, the questions. Oh, so good. Sounded <laughs> like a rooster crowing right there. That was horrible. That was so bad. That was amazing. Honestly, it reminded me of like my pre- you're like preschool <laughs> <laughs> nursery rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, you guys. And on that note, <laughs> good to see you, everybody. Good Easter. To see you. Uh, this is like so, like Easter. Yeah. We had we had family east for over for Easter, right? Mm-hmm. That we was did. so fun. We haven't had a family day for gosh a long time. Everybody's nope. so crazy busy. Long time. That was so fun though, especially watching the little kids. When that was yes, the little we tried kids. to play Family Feud. That was. Yeah. Always tricky, right? I <laughs> figured out Honestly, that we don't know how to so play. Fun. We figured it out at the end. I love that game. We figured it out. I remember at the end. watching that game on TV I when I was really that little. Game. Really? Oh, I'm so bad at like, quick on your feet. Yeah, I know. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> I don't know what the problem was when I wasn't on my feet or what the problem was, but I sucked at it. I think you lost every game. Oh my goodness! I hate that game now. Oh my goodness! Okay. Amazing. Okay, we're gonna answer some questions. Are you ready for this? I don't know. I haven't seen the questions. <laughs> okay. Well, first question. <laughs> I usually preview the questions. I haven't seen the questions. So here we go. <laughs> first question for it's you. It's coming first to you. I have not seen these questions. So in it's fairness really to live. me, if they have these stupid answers because I didn't have any, I didn't look at them ahead of time. Oh, okay. I know you sent them. I just didn't see them. No, you're going to do amazing. Okay. Here okay. We here we are. First question goes for amazing. you. What is a seer? What kinds are there? Is it a prophetic gift? Yeah, well, okay, so first of all, let's let's talk about the phrase. Yeah. So in the Old Testament, there was uh, twice where the word seer is used for prophet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, someone like uh, James Gall, who's written the book called The Seer, by the way, I would recommend that book. Uh-huh. He probably has the history of why that is, but... Yeah. Um, and and it feels to me like they may have had a separation between seer and prophet mm-hmm. in the old covenant because some of the prophets, some of the prophetic people in the old covenant where they mostly saw visions yeah. like Ezekiel, right? So I think they just began to call them seers as opposed to like a nobby prophet, nobby meaning word, yeah. like a word prophet. And I think they're, at some point in the Old Testament, they made a distinction. Mm-hmm. Now, the word seer isn't used in the New Testament at all. So it's it's only mm-hmm. prophets and prophecy. But I, I think that in our own training, we often, like Dano and I, especially and in, in Ben, we will often make the distinction just when we're articulating with prophetic people yeah. so that those prophetic people that are primarily, they get the information through kind of like a television, like they see it they as a vision, see it, yeah. as opposed to a radio, right. kind of, if that's an analogy. Yeah. And I think it helps people to go, oh, I don't feel weird anymore because, mm-hmm. like, I don't hear, like, tell John 
you know, he's going to be president. They see it on a screen. Yeah. And then they kind of, sometimes it's in hieroglyphics even, and they have to interpret it. So I, I'd say in a, in a three-minute explanation, I think that's probably the difference. That's so interesting. I've actually, when I first saw this question, I was thinking like, um, you know how people talk about like seeing in the spirit realm? Yeah. Like, so I was thinking, oh, is that, it's interesting that you would think that's a, prophetic gifting but that makes so much more sense and yeah. kind of the different ways it almost sounds like the different uh, languages in which the lord speaks to you right like yeah. you and you might be you might see but you also might be able to hear you might hear yeah. there's maybe a prominent way in which you communicate with the lord when i just came back from lafia so this example is really fresh in my mind yeah it's common for lafians to know three languages and many of them know five Holy. It's very uncommon for an American to know more than one language, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, again, if I can use that as an analogy, you know, there are people who primarily are seers, and maybe that's the only way they actually interact with the spirit realm. Yeah. But there are lots of people that they have multiple different dimensions of, of languages that the Lord speaks to them. And one mm -hmm. of the things we try to do in the school of prophets in our prophetic trainings is we try to expand people's language by yeah. really exposing them to the way other people see and hear and feel and touch and taste uh, you know uh hebrews 5 says uh that god's he is um training our senses to know yeah. good and evil we talked about that before so we try to expand people's language because the lord is he's multilingual you know right so uh, it, uh actually a little plug for my uh, prophetic manual. Mm. The, um, we wrote a book called Basic Training for the Prophetic Ministry. We use it everywhere. We've used it for, we've updated it three or four times, but mm -hmm. we use it here for everything. And it, it in it, there's an example of, I think, around 16, 20 different ways God speaks to you. Yeah. I think that's one of the most popular chapters because people are like, oh, I yeah I, yeah god's been i didn't even right like oh i didn't even know that was god yeah like i always knew it but i never but i never realized mm -hmm. it kind of thing you know yeah then it becomes really highlighted it does yeah. yeah so fun i love it okay somebody has asked um how do you this kind of in your in the same vein how do you differentiate wow differentiate what you are hearing from god versus what your own thoughts are you know we have this question probably like every third you know week why? because i feel like it's so i just think back to a time when i was really sitting in that spot of like yeah. how do i know and i feel like i've always heard the lord but it, it became mm -hmm. wait how do i really yeah. know? am i sure yeah how am i sure uh-huh well two things that come to my mind and we do this training all the time but yeah one is you should you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your from Success. your successes so yeah. you should like if you're if you're actually getting stuff that is uh, definable for example uh you know in your in your spirit you hear um you're going to meet a man with a fishing hat and he has a plaid shirt on and you're like okay i write that down and you know it's, it's going to happen on monday and then it doesn't happen well that is super great learning experience so you write that down, you're like, okay, that was uh, that was coming from spirit realm, but it's coming from my human spirit, because God mm -hmm. is infallible. God's yep. God's spirit is infallible. Yeah. So so I write that down, and what happens is is that I I let's say I do that ten times in a row, where I, I actually get it wrong ten times in a row. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm learning like that's how I hear, that's the voice of my spirit. Yeah. And then maybe the eleventh time I get something else and I get it right, I'm like. 
pretty soon, if if I will, if I will uh, embrace my my mistakes, mm-hmm. I start to go, oh, that sounded differently. Mm-hmm. And 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 after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm listening to that sound. This sound is my human spirit, which is not evil, of course. And that sound is the voice of the Holy Spirit. Mm, yeah. And you know, it's the Jesus said, "My sheep know my voice, not the lambs, the sheep." So we're learning the voice of the Lord. That's really good. And I think that's I think that's probably the one that's most important. Secondly, you know, we talked about this, so I don't want to give a bunch of time to it, but the gift of distinguishing of spirits yeah. is First Corinthians twelve is also a gift that well again it's called the gift of distinguishing spirits. Like, what spirit is that that I'm hearing? Yeah. And I think that having that gift makes a huge difference. So good. So good. Um, This is an interesting question. Uh Uh-oh. No, I think that... Whenever you say interesting, it's like, we're in trouble. No, it's like, oh, this is like, I've had these same thoughts. Okay. (laughs) Those kind of questions. (laughs) I have interesting thoughts, Hopefully (laughs) someone has a good answer today, because I'd like to solve this problem for me. I think, too, I'm always, like, curious, like, oh, how will he answer this? Okay. I had about 10 prophetic words in the last month about marriage and babies. Ooh. Oh, what do oh. I do with that? I thought you weren't supposed to prophesy mates or babies. Oof. Ooh. Well, we can't be responsible for what other people do. I mean, we mm. teach what we teach, and people are, have freedom. Like this is a very free place. I, I think that I think that the reason why we don't you know when I say personally, when I think of not prophesying mates, for example, yeah. I'm saying you. I'm, I'm saying I don't think you should prophesy. Johnny should marry Mary. Johnny should, Elizabeth should marry Henry. Mm. Be, and the reason why uh, I, I say that is because if you if that doesn't work out for numerous different reasons, yeah. then you marry someone else, you know, three years later. And then the first time you get in a fight, you're like, oh, I married the wrong person. I didn't marry the person God wanted mm. me to marry. So that, that's really hard. And secondly, in the early days of the Jesus movement, which I was a big part of, there was a lot of, like, there was very standard... Uh, it was very common, I mean, mm-hmm. to tell two people that they were going to marry each other. And I had so many friends who had terrible marriages because they didn't marry for love. They married for prophecy. Mm. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I don't want to repeat that mess. Yeah. But, you know, on the other hand, sometimes the Lord's like, hey, tell her that, you know, this next season is a season of love and romance. And, that you know, she's going to find the man of her dreams. I, I don't have so much problem with that personally. I mean, you want it to be accurate, of course. Mm-hmm. And then babies, you know, babies is another thing. It's like sometimes people don't get pregnant without a prophetic word about pregnancy. But I just don't love it when, you know, it's hard. It, yeah, yeah. It's just sensitive. Super yeah. sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I've ministered to people I'm like, hey, you're gonna have a child, and then they had a child, and you know, they miscarried. And mm-hmm. I've had that happen over twenty, you know, twenty five. 30, 40 years, I've had it happen two or three times. That's super tough for people. Yeah. Um, you know, it's ha- it happens. Um, but also, I remember one of my very first prophetic words that was, you know, that I that was like really direct was over this gal named Lisa. And her and her husband couldn't have children. Uh, they tried 13 years married, couldn't get pregnant. The Lord said, tell Lisa she's going to have a child this time next year. And I told the Lord, I'm not going to do that. And he said, if you don't tell her, she can't get pregnant. So there is, uh, and then obviously I told her, and then she got pregnant and had a child, and it was a beautiful mm. story. But the point I'd make is that in that case, the Lord actually said, I'm going to use 
this prophetic word to open her womb. Hmm. And so, you know, I just think that, I think that when you're first starting in prophetic ministry, like your first three or four years, I, I just think you should be careful what you do because mm -hmm. you're not in your mind, if you've never failed, you don't have in your mind what that can do. Yeah. And so you're not, I don't want to say careful, but maybe, maybe there's another word, but you're not nurturing in your prophetic ministry and it can be, can become kind of destructive. Right. And just being sensitive too to how sensitive those prophecies might be to somebody. And, you know, oh. you have no idea what they are feeling towards getting married or having a baby or yeah, exactly. Maybe they don't want children or maybe they've tried and had many miscarriages and it's like, oh, that was really painful. Right. I, I, I think there, I think there's, I don't even know, you know, this is really a good conversation for me because I'm just thinking through it. But mm -hmm. The goal of prophecy is encouraging, exhorting, comforting. So, mm -hmm. you know, what you're not trying to do is create a ton of pain for people. Right. And yet unknowingly, sometimes you are. Yeah. So we have to just, you know, I think that part of it is being aware that you could be doing that. So how you articulate it, what's the protocol, all of that stuff is super important. So important. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Okay, sort of a different vein here. Okay. Um, do you have a routine to prepare your heart for writing? How conscious are you of writing in the glory? Well, you you know the answer to this because I, I just did a little, little did seminar a little for you guys. workshop. So why don't you answer that? Oh, why, do, why don't I answer? See if well, you're listening. I don't know how conscious you are in your writing process. Always. <laughs> yeah, I from I mean from my understanding is you set aside the time even when you're not inspired to yeah. write. But if you are inspired to write, then you sit there and you write until the inspiration is gone. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I'll say this: like preachers are always on. Writers are always on. Mm -hmm. So I think that nuggets, like you get nuggets. Throughout your day, you drop them down. Yeah, you're, mm -hmm. I'm always writing, I'm always writing something in my in my journal on my phone. Mm -hmm. Always, I showed you guys, I have 1600, uh, as of like a week ago, I had 1670 uh, uh, separate nuts. writings, and those might be five pages long. And so anytime I hear something, a quote, experience i mean i'm immediately writing it down mm -hmm. because sure. those are and that's like yeah it's like to the to a to a contractor that that is wood for framing that mm -hmm. is concrete for laying a foundation that is roofing for putting on right so i like and, and you know and you think you're going to remember them forever especially if you've heard a great something or had a great experience and you're like, I will never forget that. And then you, you do. Right. So, you know, and I reviewed them like, I'll, like I was on the plane for 13 hours the other day. I probably spent four hours just reading my notes back from 2011 all the way, like just reading uh -huh. it and then go, Oh, that's really good. And I copy and paste it into an, a new note. Like, mm -hmm. okay, these are, these are current things I'm working on. Oh, put that in my leadership book, put mm -hmm. that in this, you know, ashes to, uh, you know, yeah. give me your ashes book, you know, and, and just, and like, and then emailing to myself so I, I have them on paper. That's really good. Yeah. Me emailing yourself enough to know. I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell, who's another oh, author, yeah, he's recently talked about his writing process, and similar, similarly, he said that he will jot down little notes or things to himself, 
and he'll email them to himself and he's like the challenge is going back to that email and trying to read the hieroglyphics of what I thought <laughs> I was you know what Same. I thought I was trying to say or what was so yeah. inspiring about that one sentence like it's it's gone yeah yeah, yeah. I, I've learned that and I'll, I'm not saying I'm smarter than Gladwell but I, I am I am I was forever like what did I mean by that oh totally and so I will now just speak it into my phone like and you know, even though sometimes you know when you're in a like, hurry, it doesn't come out exactly right. And you're yeah. like, "This is what I meant by that. This is why I saw it." And, and I'll give context to it because that happens too. And I'm like, "What was I thinking when I said that?" You know. So good. Okay, we have time for like one more question. Gosh, this time just so, goes so fast. What? I know. Maybe one time we should set aside lots more time. <laughs> yeah, two-hour session. <laughs> um, what would you say to your 20-year-old self? 28-year-old self. That's a difference 28 year old self <laughs> 28 year old self mm-hmm yeah I've answered this question several times like I would say uh, the world wasn't built in a day mm -hmm. uh, my mom would say that to me all the time like the world wasn't built in a day um, slow down smell the roses mm. uh, I'm very driven like you know I am you married you married another very driven person mm like sometimes you lose what's really important in life because you're chasing something you're trying to finish mm -hmm. and I, and i'll say this like i i still struggle with it mm -hmm. you know like important people like your family come over and you're in the middle of a project and it's like okay well this project can be done next week mm -hmm. but because i'm so project oriented it's hard to just like Put the project down and go in the house and have lunch with everybody, mm -hmm. you know, because people are the most important part of life besides mm -hmm. God. Mm -hmm. And yet, and I really, you know this about me, I really love people, mm -hmm. but I really get so distracted by building something, doing something, conquering something, fixing something. And I think when I was younger, it was way worse. Mm -hmm. So I think that just prioritizing the things that are really important in life mm. and making sure that people feel connected and loved and cared about mm. and not being someone who prioritizes the project over people. Mm, that's really good. And I think those things are the things that, that really, that I really regret, mm. you know, I really regret those things. That's really good. I think when you're young, it's really easy to get caught up in what you're doing, right? Yeah. What you're going after, what you're accomplishing, what your dreams are, what your drive is, and remembering what is this even unto? Like, is this who is this serving? Is this serving anyone else besides me? You know, at the end of the day, what's the what's important? That's a really good reminder. Yeah, it's so crazy that I honestly think that at least in my personality, I almost hid behind those things. I'll tell you I, yeah. a, a, cra a quick crazy story. We had an auto parts store in three places, and one of them was losing money very badly. The one in Reading was just we were just draining us, mm -hmm. lost three hundred thousand a year, and I remodeled it and closed it two months later. Hmm. Like, what was I thinking? Like remodeling it. Remodeling something, a, a business. It's like, it's like arranging the deck chairs on the Titanic while it's sinking. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm like, 
what does that tell you? What like when I when I when I looked at all of that, I was like, Velton, what could you learn about you? Mm, that's interesting how you said you you're curious if you hid behind that. I was hiding. Yeah, there's I'm like it reminds me of, of you know in a different way but same way how people often hide behind their work right? You yeah. Get, you get so caught up. You can be present at work, but when you step home, you cannot be present. You can't be present to your own life, but you can be present to your projects. It's it's telling. It's very it's, interesting. It, it's a place to hide. Oh yeah. It's you're like when yourself. your marriage is bad, so you stay at work and just you know, mm -hmm. it's like you have this amazing thing you're doing at work, and it's like as your marriage gets worse, mm -hmm. and it's like, and then your marriage crashes, and you lose the house you were working on. Right. And it's like, what was I thinking? Right, or like your internal world is so scary that you become so busy, right? So you never have to sit with your own self. Exactly. Yeah. Or and, or or a situation's so tough. Yeah. That you kind of like, you know, you you just ignore it, and, yeah. and then and then it's like, if I would have put this much time into my marriage, instead mm -hmm. of instead of you know working on my house, I could have had my house and mm -hmm. my marriage. Mm -hmm. But as it is, I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing. So you know, it's like crazy stuff like that. You yeah. know, it's just like it. It. It's like you learning. Like I'm learning. Sometimes, Bellaton, your drive to get things done is actually a place you hide. That's really interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's a good reminder for us. You should pray. Okay, let's do it. Oh Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for yeah. this springtime finally that yeah. sprung. God, I pray that you would just meet each and every person that's watching right now and that will watch later, God, and your, mm -hmm. just your comfort and your presence would be with them, God, and the people that feel like they've been running from situations or maybe from their own internal world or they've been hiding behind that project, God, I pray that you would just come and meet them today and that you would, you would show them that what is on the other side yeah. of confronting these things. Give them the vision for what feels scary, God, and help us to do it afraid even yeah. when we're scared. Do it afraid. Yeah. In Jesus' name, we just bless each and every, every person watching. Amen. Thank you guys for joining. God bless. See you next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. To stay connected, you can sign up for my weekly newsletter at chrisvalentin.com forward slash subscribe. God bless you.